If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. This podcast is part of the Podcast Arcade Network. Hello, I am Randy Andrews, and today I've got Jamie Christofferson on as I interview him about his current work on American Wrestler the Wizard, as well as knowing that this is the eighth collaboration with writer-director Alex Ranaravello. I'll ask questions and then go into some of the music that Jamie has composed. All coming up today on Soundtrack Alley. Jamie Christofferson on as we discuss the projects he has done with writer-director Alex Renovero. So now you can enjoy that interview. Hello, I am Randy Andrews and today I'm with or Jamie Christofferson as we talk about film scoring that he has done with the current movie American Wrestler The Wizard. And so Jamie, it's nice to have you on with me today. And nice to meet you, Randall. Yes, and I'm really thankful that you've been able to take the time to do this interview. First of all, I'd like to ask you, what introduced you to composing music? Well, let's see. I think the first thing that really turned me on to film music was uh, hearing on its own before I even saw the movie, I heard the soundtrack to... uh, you know, obviously from a young age, uh, Star Wars and all that, but the thing that really piqued my interest was a, a soundtrack called The Mission uh, by Ennio Morricone. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, I had just heard the album for some reason. It ended up at my, my mom's house, and I heard that, and I just was mesmerized by the combination of uh, music from seemingly very, you know, very different... Uh, styles and sources and then how he kind of weaves all those in and brings them together then i finally you know was so enamored with that soundtrack that i watched the movie and i was just even more blown away and kind of led on a path to just being obsessed with you know 
soundtracks and uh, you know devouring all I could back then. So that was around, gosh, it was probably junior high or something like that where I heard that first. Nice, nice. What challenges have you found when composing for film or for video games? Well, every um, you know, every project is unique and presents its own challenges and uh, rewards, uh, depending on what it is. Uh, you know, it's kind of like a puzzle. You got to figure out uh, like how the pieces kind of fit together for everything, uh, and, and how to uh, you know have each project have a unique sound and a unique uh, thematic thing so you're not repeating yourself and so you know there's the easy way to do it and then there's trying to do it uh, the way that just service services the film the best as possible so it's you know yeah and then you and then you have of course um so there's the creative challenges mm-hmm. which yeah trying to figure you know like i said figure out the sound figure out the thematics and how that works with the with the visuals, and then there's the uh, just the logistics of getting it done. You know, time uh, constraints, uh, technology constraints, and in, in terms of video games, and uh, or you know, if we're talking about video games, you're talking about a lot of various things like implementation and uh, interactivity, and and how are we going to best utilize uh, whatever tools we have. To uh, to make the biggest emotional uh, impact, you know, through music, uh, and then there's budget constraints as well. You know, I work on a lot of independent films, so a lot of times we don't have budgets for full orchestras or anything like that. So, which can be uh, good creatively sometimes because uh, you have to think outside the box and you have to think about how are you going to achieve, you know, something with maybe uh, a few live musicians or sometimes all synthesizers, but how are you going to still have it be impactful? Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, a lot, of, a lot of challenges, but they also can kind of can lead to good rewards. Well, that's, that's really uh, interesting to hear because I was thinking in regard to say your video game music that you have done in the past, say with even the current, well, it's fairly current. Um, the, uh, Metal Gear Solid Rising uh, Revengeance. Um, what did you find with that video game? Did you have to uh, compose like little bits to keep the action going, or when your the character is standing still, does that is there music that you have to compose specifically for that type, or how is that dealt with? I mean, for that game in particular. There's two types of music. There's kind of location, well, uh, I guess a few more types, but mainly location-based uh, cues. So if you go into one area, you have uh, you have music for that area, and it had varying degrees of um, intensity depending on what's going on, how many enemies, or you just kind of walking around the scene. That's one layer, and then you add more layers on top. So that's one type was location based and so it kind of would give you know go along with uh, what's happening in the story and what's happening visually uh, in the level that you're on 
And then at you know at the end or halfway through levels, you would come up to bosses, and so that's where we uh, we created the songs for that game, and with the idea of them just being really over the top, you know, heavy metal influence kind of stuff, and and those could go on for a while. So the, the song in reality is only you know three and a half four minutes long. But uh, sometimes the fight can be, you know, 15, 20 minutes. So it kind of, you know, jumps, and we did a lot of implementation on there, jumps between, you know, the verses to the chorus, and then eventually when you get to the last part of the fight, the vocals kick in. And how, how does that happen? Uh, you know, they had an in-house uh, person implementing and, and doing all that kind of stuff uh, in conjunction, you know, with my advice. But he, he mainly did the bulk of the work with implementation and stretching that out. Uh, so those are, you know, for that game, two types of things. That, that is really interesting. I, I, You know, I've never heard that side of it because sometimes when you see a video game visually and you hear some of the music, you wonder, well, was there additional music that they had to compose for when the character's just standing still? So, yeah. Well, I mean, the character. That's the thing about video games is the character can stand still whenever he wants, even in the middle of battle if he wants. But you know, he's, he'll probably die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, so it's more about leading, I guess, le- leading uh, them, the characters, through music sometimes, like uh, to inform them what they should be doing. Like if action music starts playing, well, maybe they should start running. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, so how has, when you've composed music, um, how do you feel uh, the differences between uh, film music and video game music? Uh, is there a big difference um, in composing for each? Well, like I just touched base on a little bit, uh, in, in uh, video game music... You have to have the music being able to uh, change at any given point, so uh, in intensity levels mainly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you never really know what the player's going to do unless you make them do something, but uh, a lot of the times the, the game levels are a little bit more open, uh, so you have to compose your music in a way that the audio game engine can, um, can make those changes, and so you need to usually keep tempos at very you know the same tempo throughout the queue for say two minutes um so that at any you know bar in the music uh it can easily transition into another intensity layer or into another queue seamlessly so the the game audio engines can actually read which uh bpm you're at which beats per minute you're at and do a transition seamlessly uh, so that that the player doesn't hear that. With uh, you know, with film music, a lot of the times we're changing uh, tempos very often uh, to hit certain cuts because we know exactly what those cuts are, and they never change. Obviously, in film, it's like well, uh, for the locked cuts, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so it's more about. Uh, being musical and it's okay if uh, tempos change uh, uh, often because you you know you don't have to you're just composing it once 
and that's the way it's going to be. Yeah, and so let's let's give the example of American wrestler the Wizard. Um, how have you found composing for that film? Uh, do you feel that it differs from other films that you've composed for? Well, let's see. That film, one one really cool thing with that film is after the initial spotting session, and a spotting session is where I sit down with the director and we watch through the film multiple times and talk about where music is going to be placed, what kind of music, what emotions we want in the scenes, and we try and get on the same page. And so on that film, uh, we had a, a really great normal spotting session, and then I was very, you know, uh, inspired right after I kind of sat down at, at the piano and like almost every theme that I used in that movie came to me within the, the next hour. Wow. Which is very unusual, actually, for it to kind of come that easy. And uh, yeah, then I spent, of course, uh, you know, two months kind of honing in those ideas and uh, orchestrating them and all that kind of stuff. So that was that was cool cool to have happen but uh you know every uh as far as the the actual process of composing not too much different than uh what i've done in the past well that's good i mean when i've listened to the cues uh for american wrestler i found it uh very relaxing and then i've appreciated the different instruments you used now uh one of the things that i noted was that uh, with the director that that you work with is Alex Renaravello. I found that you've done eight other projects with him. Yes, I'm starting on my eighth one right now. Now, is that Pray for Rain, or is there another project that in, that's in the works with the same director? Pray for Rain is done, and that'll come out, uh, in I think, in theaters and video on demand in about... Uh, middle of june or the end of june okay can you say what your most current project is yeah the one I'm right now uh is is a, a film called ride oh okay that's the next one that we're doing and it's a it's an interesting film it's a a bmx racing uh like a trick bmx film oh okay but it's got a very um very dramatic uh story that goes along with it about a a boy that uh, gets sent in juvie because of a troubled past and and uh, neo Nazi uh, family. Wow, all that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, that he uh... has to uh, overcome his past and and through you know through a set of circumstances and and uh, he basically uh, falls in love with uh, riding bikes. And uses that to kind of uh, help him out of his, uh, you know, funk. Nice, nice. Um, yeah. How does emotion affect your film composing when it's either, say, a drama or an action adventure or other type of film? Uh, well, I mean, I guess uh, every film again is is a little bit different of what we're trying to achieve. But trying, you know, music is trying to basically. You know, well, let's, play, play, what were we going to say? Well, let's give the example of American wrestler The Wizard. 
um, for instance, how does emotion play into the score? Yes, well, for American Wizard, how does the uh, the music help with emotion in that one? Yeah. There is a lot of, first of all, the boy, uh, the main uh, character of the story, you know, escapes from Iran in the beginning of the movie, from Iran. And uh, so you have his past, and he's still tied to his past, but he assimilates into America. And so throughout uh, the score, you know, we have kind of a few Iranian instruments, uh, uh, things like that. However... I made sure to not use them in the, the traditional uh, Iranian way because I didn't want to um, have have those kind of modalities and uh, and I wanted to kind of look forward because he really really wants to you know uh, become an American normal American teenager mm-hmm. in America and so they, the instrumentation is there and the emotional. Uh, weight of some of those instruments is there, but it's uh, but it's also kind of fit in with uh, a very Americana kind of sports sound uh, in conjunction with that, and so uh, yeah, so it's interesting. Like to, that's one of the great things about uh, film composing is you get to you get to blend all these things that normally would blend together. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. I mean, it's it's really unique. Um... Just thinking about the theme, or one of the main themes for American Wrestler, uh, do you use some of the themes throughout the the film uh, to generate the same type of idea, or uh, are you able to use one theme a lot to um, emphasize a character, or how does that work? Yeah, there's a uh, there's like a main theme that definitely comes back in different different ways throughout the film, uh, and then there's uh, some other themes. There's a theme for his uh, for his uncle. Uh, that's a you know big part of his life, and so without spoiling it, uh, something happens to his uncle uh, where he's not around, and. Uh, but the music uh, still plays the uncles, even when he's not on screen or when, when he's remembering uh, his time with his uncle. And so we, we use music to kind of you know, tie that emotional through line uh, together. All right. Well, I mean, I, as I've listened to some of the, the cues that were sent to me and uh, being able to really think about uh, where, you know, what part of the movie this is really generating and uh, what type of emotion is the character feeling and uh, you really can feel that through your music and uh, that's one thing I wanted to uh, appreciate for your your film scoring. Oh, thank you. Yeah, and so um, we talked a little bit about what your next project is dealing with Ride. Do you have any independent projects that you work on? Lately, it's been mostly just uh, you know independent films, some video game things, and so no, it hasn't really left me much time to do it. However, I I, I do have a few things in the works, but uh, that I I can't really talk about yet. But uh, but yeah, some some uh, some things that uh, are some passion projects. Cool, definitely. 
Cool. Um, cause but it's, it's hard to find time uh, to do that kind of stuff. You have to... <laughs> I imagine. Do you, do you have your own film studio or your own recording studio in your home, or do you go somewhere to, to record? Yeah, I have a very uh, kind of industrial, modern, live-work loft kind of thing, and so, uh, yeah, part of that is my studio, so uh, so it's, that's convenient. Yeah, I don't have to commute and all that. Yeah, that makes that makes it a lot easier to where you can, uh, if you're thinking about something that you want to put together, you can do it at three o'clock in the morning if you want. <laughs> yes, you definitely can. So, um, well, that's a, about all the the questions that I have for you today. Um, okay. I've really appreciated being able to ask you these different uh, questions, even in regard to American Wrestler, The Wizard. Um, you you said that you can find that film on demand, and it's in theaters currently, correct? It was uh, it was released uh, through a company called Fathom Events, so it was a one-day na- uh, national release. So like it played in hundreds of theaters, but for one day. But now you can get it... Uh, Available like anywhere online, iTunes, Amazon, uh, Voodoo, all those kinds of places. Okay, all right. And your next, well, the next project that's getting released is "Pray for Rain," and uh, it has Jane Seymour in it. Correct? It does. It does. And then we we finished another one that will come out after that that I'm really excited about. It's called uh, it's called Dirt. Oh, okay. And that one stars Kevin Dillon uh, from Entourage. Nice. And it's about uh, off-road uh, racing. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it's got a lot of adrenaline, and it's got a great great uh, kind of story uh, to go along with it. And we're all really proud of that one. So that one, not sure on the release date of that one, but yeah, look right. forward. Well, I will definitely be looking for that. And uh, just as a side note, Jane Seymour was recently in Omaha, Nebraska, and she was promoting um, a screening of Somewhere in Time. And uh, my, my wife, in fact, got to meet her, so that was pretty exciting. So Very cool. Yeah, yeah. So um, where can people find you? Uh, they could just uh, find a bunch of my music on my website, jamiechristofferson.com. All right. And, Jamie, I want to thank you for this interview, and... I'm glad that we've had a chance to talk, and I hope you are able to uh, get what you need done today, and uh, I'm glad you were able to take the time to converse with me. Thank you. Thanks very much for the uh, chat. All right. Well, I'll let you go then. Have a good day. Have a great day. All right. Bye. Today... I'll go into some of the cues that Jamie Christofferson has sent that come from the album of American Wrestler The Wizard, and then one cue from Running Wild. Both are now in select theaters. To give you a rundown on the plot of American Wrestler, here here it is. A teenage boy, adjusting to life in a new town, combats the disapproval and scorn of his uncle, his classmates, and his neighbors when he joins the school's floundering wrestling team, only to become the squad's star member. So now, let's play that suite for you. 
Next, I've got one cue from Running Wild. Here is the basic plot. When her husband dies unexpectedly, California socialite Stella Davis learns that he has secretly mortgaged their ranch and she has 90 days before creditors show up to take the property away from her. Inspired by her great-grandmother's stories of the hardships endured to acquire the land, Stella determines to keep it, with the help of her rancher manager, Brannon. When Stella finds a herd of sickly horses grazing on her land, Brannon informs her that it's a federal crime to take care of them. And you might note that Sharon Stone actually stars in this movie. So now, I'll play that cue. The energy within It lifts me up towards the sky An urgent call commands Yet tears are falling from my eyes I pray for strength to find My way to fill your heart with pride To live another day I know that it's my time to rise Of my soul, be steady so my spirit flies. And when my body breaks to weariness, I can't defy to live another day. I know that it's my time to rise. It's everything before my eyes I feel your touch in every way I can deny And all I have is all that I am inside I It's my time to rise I feel the urge within To leave the innocence behind Go running with the wind Believing through the darkest night A better day will come and victory from sacrifice I live another day I know that it's my time to rise I see it clear It's everything before my eyes I feel your touch In every way I can deny 
That is my time to rise. It's my time to rise To rise Lastly today, I've got two different selections I've got from two video games that Jamie Christofferson composed for. First, I'll play a brief little suite from Lord of the Rings Battle for Middle-Earth. It consists of The Fellowship Continues, Expansion of Darkness, and Victory is Near. So now I'll play those cues. Next and last, I've got a suite I've created for Metal Gear Solid Rising Revengeance. The suite includes music from the game. The tracks I've included are Revenge with a Vengeance, Underground, Mystical Ninja, and Might Makes Right. I'd also like to thank Jillian Orwall today for my intro, and also like to thank Jamie Christofferson for the great interview. You can find my podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, and other media. Also, you can email me at SoundtrackAlley at Yahoo.com. So, I'd like you to enjoy these cues, and until next time, happy listening.
thank you for listening to Soundtrack Alley, the podcast. I hope you take some time to review my podcast on iTunes and also listen to it on Podbean. And if you leave a review or rating on there, it'll help us get noticed on iTunes. Thank you so much. Have a good day. Thank you for listening to Soundtrack Alley Spotlight. If you are on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review the show. Also, if you want to leave a comment, question, or concern, please email me at soundtrackalley at gmail.com and enjoy looking at my blog at soundtrackalley.com.